It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic. Your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is July 13th, 2018, Friday the 13th. My name is Phil Prosperich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Coming up on today's show, we're going to talk about Magic's Thursday night loss to the Utah Jazz in Summer League. The disappointment in that loss, uh, even though it was a game that there wasn't a lot to take from. And again, the overarching goal of what a lot of the Summer League is about, and that is building up the G League roster, building up uh, building up the kind of the reserves of the Magic program. So we'll talk a little bit about that coming up on today's show. We'll be wrapping up Summer League in full on Monday, but I want to announce here at the top of the show that I will be doing an Ask Me Anything on the Orlando Magic subreddit. If you don't know that community, it is it's a pretty good one. I do check it out from time to time. If you go to reddit.com slash r slash Orlando Magic, no hyphen, I'll be doing an, an AMA and Ask Me Anything Saturday at 1 p.m. So come with your questions. I not everything will be on the table unless I ignore it. Um, so definitely come with your come with your questions and interact with me there on that website. Again, the website is reddit.com slash r slash Orlando Magic. If you don't subscribe to that community already. Please do so. It should be a good time. I'm sure I'll get a lot of great questions from the community here as the summer, as the busy part of the summer wraps up now uh, and we enter the doldrums of the NBA calendar where nothing is going on. We don't even have the World Cup to worry about for a while. Um, but but uh, we'll get through it together. Don't worry. I, I do have content planned even if, even if we scale back just a little bit. But let's finish up Summer League first before we get there, before we get to the AMA, before we get to anything else. Let's finish up with the Summer League. Orlando playing the Summer League tournament. And and it's an interesting thing. I think a lot of fans and, and the NBA does a really good job with this. I'll, I'll give them that as, as contrived and as silly as this whole thing is. The NBA does a good job trying to make this thing feel important. 
I, I remember sitting there, you know, when I saw that Grayson Allen was going to be out. It was like, okay, Magic have a chance to win this thing. And then if you win that game, well, now you've got something. It almost feels a little bit like the U.S. Open Cup in soccer. A lot of the MLS teams don't care about the U.S. Open Cup in the early stages. You'll see a lot of uh, USL Pro teams, which is the, the second or third division teams, you'll see them beat a lot of MLS teams in the early stages. In fact, uh, Orlando City right now is on a, what eight or nine game losing streak. The only games they have won in the past two months are U.S. Open Cup games. But at a certain point in that tournament, you reach the quarterfinals, which is the, the round that the, 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 the tournament's currently at. You reach the quarterfinals, and all of a sudden, you start seeing all the stars start playing, and, and, and you start taking it seriously because there's a trophy on the line. And these are all competitors. Trophies matter. Wins matter. Everyone wants to win. I, I'm, I'll sit here and tell you that Summer League results don't matter, but hell yeah, you want to win games. So yes, I think there was a bit of disappointment, and, and I'll even admit to this, I was sitting there thinking, it'd be nice to win this thing. It'd be nice to see if you can put a run together and win this thing because winning is a cultural thing, and if you show your players you don't care about winning, they stop caring about winning. But at the same time, I do agree with the decision to hold out both Jonathan Isaac and Muhammad Bamba. We've seen everything we need to see from them. There's no point in them getting hurt in useless games. And so the Orlando Magic, citing quote-unquote general soreness, held out both Jonathan Isaac and Mohamed Bamba in Thursday's game. Now, if the Magic had won this game, they lost 75-70. to If the Magic had won this game, maybe we see them again uh, tomorrow. The Magic will play the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, at 8.30 p.m. Eastern time on Friday. Maybe we see them, see them play in that game. Maybe not. But it was also very clear that there was a clear difference in the way the Magic played without those two players. Yes, the Magic's defense was still pretty good, holding Utah to 75 points, 35.1% shooting, 6 for 23 from beyond the arc. Don't look at the foul, 17 for 22 from the foul line for the Jazz. So yeah, the defense was still okay. It was not as killer, not as unbelievably good as it's been throughout this 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 week, throughout the summer league, uh, as it was when Isaac and Bamba were in. It wasn't as energetic. You didn't see the fast breaks. You didn't, you didn't see the offense generated. Orlando's offense continued to struggle too. Orlando, again, scoring only 70 points, shooting 33.3% from the floor, and an icy 4 for 28 from beyond the arc. It was hard to really find something to take away from this game. I'll fully admit that. Uh, because the interesting guys weren't there. The guys that were playing were not playing roles that they'll play in the NBA. You saw the team play defense, and I think it was good that the Magic fought and scrapped a little bit. But at the same time, you saw a team that didn't have a lot of shooting, couldn't generate any offense, and went through long scoring droughts. Orlando, I think, went the final five minutes of the first quarter without a field goal. They were in a close game, and then all of a sudden found themselves down 12 at halftime, and Orlando never got closer than four the rest of the way again. Orlando hit on just four of 28 three-pointers. I don't care who you are. I don't care what league you're playing in. You're not winning games if you're missing that many shots. And so Orlando was really never in this game. And, you know, you could kind of tell by the broadcast that no one was really into this game. That's kind of the reality of the, the fourth summer league game of summer. I mean... They tried to create this tournament to create some drama, get the TV audience involved, get people to care about these games, and, and, and kudos to the NBA for doing that, but that's not what these games are about. These games are about learning things about players and, and figuring out where they fit, and 
I think, honestly, the biggest disappointment from this game is not the final score. It's not the poor shooting. It's that this was an opportunity for the Magic's G League guys, guys who were fighting and scratching and clawing to make this roster. No one really stood out. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. It was only a few days ago that, that Troy Copain signed his two-way contract. We discussed we discussed that um, when, when he did. Um, it's very, very well-deserved, and, and, and a week of play isn't going to erase that. And Troy Copain's played largely pretty well for the Magic's, G, for the Magic's Summer League team. In fact... Um, he was, I thought, the best player on the floor for the Magic on Thursday. 14 points for the game. Eight rebounds. Really good rebounder for, for a guard. Five assists. Let's ignore those four turnovers for now. But Copain shot only 6-15 from the floor. 2-5 for five from beyond the arc. I thought that he settled a lot for mid-range jumpers, especially those, those dastardly one-step-inside-the-three-point-line three-point jump, three, two-point jumpers. And he was good. Don't get me wrong. He was fine, but wasn't stellar. Copain's set. He's, he's not going anywhere, as, as are most of the guys I'm going to talk about here. But you go down the list of players, and you struggle to find guys or find anyone who really made you say, that guy should be on this roster. Remember, if you're in the G League, you have a new contract every year, essentially. You are fighting for your life. You are fighting for your spot among the 400-plus players in the NBA every year. You're fighting to for your future, for your job. And so, Summer League isn't just a time to, to see how rookies look and see how, how guys look and, and what the offense is going to look like and what the defense is going to look like. Summer League is literally an audition. It's literally a chance to fight and scratch and claw your way into this into this life and into this league. And if not into this league, then into somewhere else because there are international scouts watching every game too and trying to find guys that fit what they want to do. And so you got to prove yourself every time on the court. Practices are important, as, as I think the Magic coaching staff is saying about a lot of these guys too, uh, but games matter. you got to be able to do it when the clock is ticking, when the lights are on. And we're seeing, or at least I'm seeing, a lot of the same struggles from some of these players that it feels like needs to change. Wessel Wundu is a perfect example of this. In 26 minutes on Thursday, he scored 11 points 
on 5 for 13 shooting, missing all four of his three-pointers. Solid nine rebounds from him. Iwundu is probably never going to be in a game where he takes 13 shots. But there have been plenty of signs of concern with him. And I think I talked about it after Monday's game, but I'll talk about him again here. It feels like Iwundu's been given a little bit of a green light to drive and, and to try and be a creator, and that's fine. I, I, I don't mind players experimenting at this stage. But it still feels like his drives are a little too wild. He's able to get himself into the paint, but doesn't have the finesse to finish or make that next play that you need. I think this was a problem that he had, we noticed last year during Summer League as well. Ultimately, Awandu's role is, is to make an open three when he's there, cut down the baseline, um, kind of be a strong defender. And Awandu's been fantastic defensively. I mean, I saw someone criticize Wes Awandu and say that that Brian Angola Rodas, Angola Rodas has been good, good overall for the most part, has outplayed Awandu. I completely disagree with that. Awandu has been stellar defensively and was good again defensively on Thursday night. But that offensive game has not taken the next step. That offensive game has not taken, um, a leap isn't the right word, but but it hasn't hit the consistency level it's going to need for Iwundu to make this roster, not only make this roster, but be a contributing player on this roster. His contract, by the way, I believe is non-guaranteed until the, until the opening of training camp. He'll be there at training camp. He'll be there, and he'll probably get his, his contract guaranteed by making the roster. But Iwundu's got something to fight for here, even if, even if I think he's a very, very safe player. Melvin Frazier Jr. is much in the same boat. 3 for 11 shooting, 7 points, 0 for 3 from beyond the arc, like Iwundu. Strong defender, and we've seen him be a strong defender. He's, 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 he's everything that was advertised. But his shot is what's going to determine whether he makes this league or not. And right now, that shot isn't quite there yet. While I don't think he's driving and creating off the dribble as much as a one-do, he's struggling a little bit with his in-between game, with his ability to finish with finesse. He did have the highlight of the game where he stole the ball at midcourt and ran it for a windmill dunk, and that's fantastic. And and again, Frazier, like a one-do, has been very solid defensively, as, as most of this team has. But the Magic need more from these guys. The Magic need to see more. And I don't think we can go any further without talking about Rodney Purvis and the struggles that he's had. In Thursday's game, Rodney Purvis continued his struggles this summer league with just two points on one for five shooting. We know what Purvis can do. We saw it last year during during the season. Decent shooter, good score, really killed it at the G League level, had a great run with Team USA, uh, in their world and some World Cup qualifying games, he's, he's he's a scorer. He can get buckets, but during summer league, he has struggled to shoot the ball, and that isn't going to completely indict him. But he's on a non-guaranteed deal. There are only there are fourteen roster spots filled. If the Magic invite people to camp, he is fighting for his job in camp. And you know, we got into a little bit of hot water with him uh, because uh, I, I retweeted a, a tweet from, from our Zach Palmer with the Magic Step chart. He left Purvis off, and Purvis got a little angry. And I get it. you, you got to have a rational, you got to have confidence in yourself. And, and Purvis is on the roster. He should have been on the depth chart. But it's, you can't 
point to a single thing that Rodney Purvis has done during Summer League. And, and yeah, that's not the end-all, be-all, because as fans, we only see a portion of what the coaches are seeing. But this was your chance to shine. This was your chance to show something to, to, to the team and the rest of the league. And like so many other players on this Magic roster, they didn't take advantage of it. He didn't take advantage of it. Again, I would say the only two players that really took advantage in, in such a meager way were Troy Copain and Ken Birch. And Birch, honestly, 20 minutes, 10 points, 4 for 9 shooting. Birch was okay. I like Ken Birch. We know what Ken Birch can do. But did he really stand out? Did he really make it make it so the Magic believe wholeheartedly that he should be the backup center, making Nikola Vucevic perhaps expendable? Or is he going to have to fight with Timofey Mozgov for third center? And if he doesn't get third center, he's out. He's not on the roster. He's cut. The urgency defensively is there. I want to make this perfectly clear. The Magic are, this Magic Summer League team is really, really good defensively. And in fact, it's not built to score. There just aren't enough shooters on the team. The guys that are too important for this team are not good shooters. This team, if you were going to build them, you'd build them like the Memphis Grizzlies. you play them like the Memphis Grizzlies. Just wear teams down with your defense, with your cutting, with, with whatever you have to do on offense. You're not going to beat them with your shooting. Is that what the Magic will look like come the regular season? They have better shooting. Not great shooting, though. And so... It is still important that some of these guys shine. That Brian Angelo Rodas, two points, one for eight shooting, 0 for 3 from beyond the arc, six rebounds. It's important that, that he make it clear that he should be on the Lakeland Magic this year. It seems like that would be the plan. But so far... Outside of Isaac and Bamba, who's really shown up? Briscoe looked good. Isaiah Briscoe looked good. Troy Copain's looked good. And they earned contracts because of that. But who else is going to show up and shine? The Orlando Magic have one more game. All these players have one more game to show this organization that they belong on the roster, that they belong in training camp, that they belong on opening night, that they even belong on the Lakeland Magic. And they cannot let that opportunity slip away. Like I said, like I've said throughout this whole summer league, the wins and losses don't matter. I don't care that the Magic aren't advancing in the in the tournament. It'd be nice if they did. I, I think that it would be good practice or good, um, you know, good repetitions of playing meaningful games. And I would have liked, honestly, if I were the Magic, I would have sat Isaac and Bamba for Monday's game and played them in this one. If, if soreness was the issue. But why play back-to-backs at this stage? Give them that pressure of trying to win a must-win game. Make it matter. If you're going to go to Las Vegas, if you're going to go into this summer league setting, make it matter. And there's an argument to that. And it's I'm not losing sleep over this. But the Magic have one more game. And then summer league is over. And we won't see this team again until September or late September. And so everyone now has to make this moment count. The Magic take on the Oklahoma City Thunder at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. 
That game will air on NBA TV for the Magic's final summer league game. Unclear at this point whether Isaac and Bamba will play. My suspicion is they will not, but that's me. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less takeout, cook more at home, but I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Like I said there, though, uh, this, this, this summer league is not just about the Orlando Magic's roster. This summer league is also about the Lakeland Magic's roster. Who's going to fill out that roster? We know Troy Copain will be back on a two-way contract. I highly doubt that Rodney Purvis would agree to get cut and then go back to the Lakeland Magic. I'm sure the Magic are scouting other teams to try and fill out the roster as well, trying to find some guys that they like. But I'm sure they'd like to, to throw some guys in here that played on the Summer League roster that are familiar with their system. Some guys that I've been impressed with. Brian N'Golo Rodas, he didn't have a great shooting game, but he's been pretty good for the team throughout the Summer League. Chance Comanche got some minutes, seven points, three for five shooting, nine rebounds for him. He's kind of a wing-ish player. Jay Wright's been an interesting player so far, I thought. Um, you know, it's very possible that that Byron Mullins will also be back with, with, the, with the G League team. But all this is to say, the Magic are looking to stock two rosters, the, the main roster and the Lakeland roster. And Anthony Parker and his team are certainly going to do a good job trying to mine some talent and find guys that could fit what the Magic want to do and, you know, run the Magic stuff to help the guys that they're really focused on and maybe one day get up to the main roster like Troy Copain, like Rodney Purvis have done. But the Magic have made sure that the G League is an important tool in their arsenal. They are not ignoring that they have this this thing at their disposal. They used it plenty last year. Ken Birch, Wes Awundu, Ron, uh, you know, Jamel Artis, Adrian Payne all spent a lot of time in the G League. And obviously, Artis and Payne were two-way contract guys. But Birch and Awundu spent a good chunk of their season with the Lakeland Magic. Jonathan Isaac did a rehab stint. Orlando signed Rodney Purvis to a 10-day contract, bringing him up from the G League. They want to use this as a minor league system. They want to use this as a, as a development system. And I think that really informed a lot of the picks that they made in the draft and how they went through their draft process. I don't think Mo Bamba will spend any time in the G League unless he has to do rehab. But Melvin Frazier? Melvin Frazier absolutely will spend time in the G League. They want to let him continue to grow in a controlled setting. And he may not get a lot of playing time with the Orlando Magic. And so there's the opportunity for him to play with the Lakeland Magic. Justin Jackson, I suspect will spend the entire year in the G League, if not get the other two-way contract from Orlando. Justin Jackson, of course, not playing for the Magic this summer league with the shoulder injury that he's still recovering from, but 
They clearly liked him enough to spend a second-round draft pick on him. And they're going to be invested enough in his development to send him to the G League, give him time to recover and develop, and then bring him up when he's ready. These were all part of the plans that the Magic had in the draft. So why draft two guys that play the same position? Because, you know, one, you can probably play a little bit immediately, and the other is a long-term investment. And that's really something that's changed. That, that, that's not only a change because Lakeland is so close, but it's, it's definitely part of Jeff Weltman's overall philosophy. It's something that, that, that he did while he was part of the Toronto Raptors organization. They used the G League extensively as a development wing. And Orlando's trying to do that too. And it's very clear from the way they've acted that yes, they are planning to use the G League again very heavily this year as well. That the organization, the whole Orlando Magic organization would have invested as heavily in them if they weren't planning to use it. Now, whether that will turn into anything is another question. I think there are legitimate questions about the drafts that Jeff Weltman has had, especially with his second-round picks and late first-round picks. The Magic are still looking at two very raw players in Wandu and Frazier, who should be at an age and a stage where they are ready to contribute a little bit more to the NBA. But there's still time to grow, and this is a Magic team that, that, that has plenty of time to spare. And so the Magic clearly using the G League the way that they're using it. And they'll clearly use it with some of these young players that they have. It's helped inform their decisions. It's helped, you know, helped. It's been a tool that they know they have to go get a player like a Justin Jackson who may not be able to play very much immediately and needs the time to rehab. They're in a position where they know they can allow that. And so, Orlando is now taking advantage of this tool, and we'll see, I think we'll think we'll see it grow this year, and obviously, the Summer League roster will be full of players just like that. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic if you still follow us, because, because you know, who knows what happened after, after the snap yesterday. Um, you can also f- find us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can follow me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Coming up on OrlandoMagicDaily.com today, our resident Mario Azonia stan, Muhammad Jamani, writes his goodbye to Mario Hazonia, now with the New York Knicks. Definitely check that out. It's pretty. It's a pretty good piece. I, I I really enjoyed it. Although although I'm not known as the the biggest Mario Zonia fan, I am a Mario Zonia fan. I wish him nothing but the best. But um, except for on Sunday because because France is gonna win. Sorry, sorry Mario. Uh, I gotta I gotta stand I gotta stand with my boy Evan. Although Terrence Ross is a Croatia fan. Um, it's interesting. Evan Fournier and Nikola Vucevic both watched uh, the the France Belgium game. Uh, Vucevic was born and grew up in Belgium. I think. Um, he cheers for a lot of teams because Montenegro is not very good at football. Um, but uh, they watched that game together. Evan Fournier won, and and so our our, our favorite our favorite best friends on the team um, have a little more trash talk to go. Uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens on Sunday. I'll be I'll be interested to see um, if Terrence and, and Evan have have any have any bets going uh, for for Sunday's game. So we'll we'll keep an eye on Twitter during 
during a Sunday's World Cup final. But we'll have that we'll have that discussion on Monday. I'll also recap all of Summer League, my big takeaways from Summer League coming up on Monday as well. So definitely tune in for that. And don't forget, I'll be doing an Ask Me Anything on the Orlando Magic subreddit. That's reddit.com slash r slash Orlando Magic. 1 p.m. on Saturday. I look forward to answering your questions. Nothing's out of bounds because it's an Ask Me Anything, um, but uh, I'll, I'll do my best to answer all the questions that I can throughout the afternoon before I go to the Orlando City game. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman-Reich. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.